the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Snacks Packs. This episode is sponsored by My Pillow, the Children Bible Story Pillow Sean Hannity edition. <laughs> you can pick yours up wherever you get your conservative pillows. Um, welcome <laughs> to, to another- <laughs> all your favorite Sean Hannity yeah. and Bible scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he had that many fucking uh damn this even the My Pillow website just looks like it's overwhelming yeah a fever <laughs> dream dude this is like when they like strap those scenes in movies where they have like a monkey strapped to the table with its eyelids pulled open and it's forcing yeah. you to watch tv that's what they're showing it is just like the my yes. website oh he has a new store it's called mystore.com that's my where he's store. selling what he calls my coffee what he's just dipping his toes into everything uh, probably literally dips his toes in the coffee. Yeah, Every that could be. Yeah, has a little <laughs> bit of Mike Lindell's feet in it. <gasps> that the that Mike Lindell tootsies, dude. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's fucking out of his mind. But I can't. I can't believe how like so much of the Republican ecosystem right now is just open fucking Dude, yeah. <laughs> hilarious con men it's just ridiculous it's so good i love it every time i see my pillow it reminds me of the what we do in the shadows episode where uh his friend sean or Lazo's friend sean is like oh you ever wanted a pillow for a guy and he goes out to the garage and there's like he's got like 300 things called dude pillows oh, that he's trying to yeah sell. yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude him and sean it was like one of my favorite additions yeah to the show. yeah same <laughs> such a fun fucking like partnership to be friends yeah with. and so funny laszlo not caring that he's a human and just fucking like he's my best friend he's my pal stuff dude i love that. <laughs> my, my love, rotten soldier yeah i yeah. Lo- <laughs> love that dynamic so much dude. yeah I, I that's one of the only shows that like I'm, I feel like I'm perpetually waiting for more of it to come. Yeah, same. Like, as it, soon as it's over, I'm like, okay. Well, it is like, literally, literally like the only episode, the only show where I'm like, this, there is not a bad episode. There is not a single bad episode no, at all. I completely agree. Um, I, I, one of my favorite jokes in that show, I think about it from time to time because I loved it so much, but was when um, he goes on the construction show to fix to get their house fixed oh, up yeah, or yeah, what he yeah. calls it yeah and at the end when uh nick curl's character is like at one point i just did 60 uninterrupted yeah. seconds of a gaping asshole <laughs> and laszlo is like mm, yes season four episode yeah. three and he's like you really do like this show <laughs> uh, oh that's, that's incredible writing on that show incredible un- unstoppable oh the- i just watched last of us yeah how'd you like it uh, it was good. I mean, I don't know. I want, I don't know. The pacing of the show is, is a little off to me sometimes. I will, I like, I will say that if there's anything I could change about it, it would be a little bit more action. Like, like just a little, yeah. bit. just a little bit. I, yeah. Cause I mean, it's just so long between anything really happening, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I just, but it's like. 
I want the story to move forward, but we do need backstories. We're not going to complain about having it. No, not at all. Not at all. I'm not going to complain about more content. I just wish there was We are going to spoil this episode. Yeah, this episode is going to be spoiled for you. Uh, I just wish there was a little bit more action, like you're in a zombie-infested world. Let's see some zombie infestation. I, like, honestly, I like the story. I like the backstory, whatever, learning about Ellie. I thought that episode was very predictable. Yeah. I was just kind of like waiting for the things to happen, you know, because they they go into the mall. I'm like, all right, someone's getting dumb. Idea. And then they yeah. show that. Yeah. And then they show that guy against the wall. I was like, all right, something they're both definitely getting yeah. bit. I was like, this is going to be when Ellie gets bit and when her friend gets yeah. bit. And and then it happens. I'm like, yeah, there it is. You know, which which if I remember correctly in the game, that's like DLC. That's like the the that is like. I'm pretty sure it's DLC from the first game. And in the game, they're, like, way younger, too. They're, they're, excuse me, what, she's way younger from what I can remember. But yeah, I, I, mean, I they liked. They weren't going to DH. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that they put that in, the, in like, the show, but but yeah. it was predictable. I could see that. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I And then, like, I could tell that they liked each other, you know, right away. So I was just kind of like, all right, that's going to happen. You know, I don't yeah. know. I, this it was it wasn't bad at all. I'm not complaining about the show. I just I, I do want a little more out of it. I think this is when I think we've talked about this before. This is one of the cases where it would probably benefit from binging because waiting every week and then like the story moved like 14 seconds yeah. forward. Now I'm like, oh my fucking that is God. very true. There was there was no movement in the actual like story the. Line. Yeah, in the actual storyline, all that happened this episode was she went upstairs and back yeah, downstairs. Yeah, that is so true. Like, ah, it, it literally, the main fuck. story took place in two rooms, and that's yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, and so, she would just sew up Joel's and that happened, cut. That happened two episodes ago as well. I think it was two episodes ago. But, you know, I just... is, And I'm worried, because do we know how many episodes are going to be this season? I think there's two left. I think I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I was I've heard that there's two left. Let me see. I'm looking. I, it up. Like I said, I could. We don't be, have a game to pull it up for us. Yeah, yeah, we don't. I I I could be wrong, but I thought there was there was like two episodes left or something. Uh, there are going to be nine episodes total, and we just watched our seventh. So seventh. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Dude, and I'm like, oh my god, I feel like we're not going to get fucking anywhere in the yeah, story no. in nine episodes unless the at next, all. Unless the next two episodes they put out are like hour thirty bangers, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, but I mean it seems kind of likely based on the times that it, we that we they will have at least one. How more, long? Like, how long was the episode that just aired? It was like. 55 minutes 55 so the next episode is gonna be like an including hour 55 including the recap so okay yeah so the next episode should be like an hour 20 because that's like the format hour they're, 10, sticking, hour yeah, 20, they're yeah. sticking with it's like hour 20s and then 50 minutes hour 20s less than an hour which i like that format i think that's a good format um yeah I a long too. episode I a long episode as a treat have you seen veep we've t- we, i don't know if I, uh, it's on your hbo i have not i did not watch it Dude, I've been. It is like the writing in that show is like laugh out loud hilarious. It reminds really? me of of like when Silicon Valley was making me laugh, yeah. you know, instead of just being shit. Yeah, uh, it it does honestly kind of have its own little formula, but 
it, I don't know. It's so fucking funny. I I have cannot to, recommend that show. I'll have enough. to check it out. Did you watch uh, the menu? It's on Netflix. It's on my Netflix. No, I, I, oh, I see it on good. your HBO. Yeah, yeah I, I really HBO. Watch that's it. what I meant. My HBO. But yeah, yeah it's really good. Do. It's I'm gonna really watch that one. good. It is so good. Ten out it of looks, ten. I mean, Ralph Fine is like one of my favorite actors. Oh yeah, like, it, he, he is amazing. It is quite the because at first I had only seen like the poster for it and i was like this does not look like it would interest me and then some people were i mean telling no me, yeah, yeah yeah but some people were telling me about it and my boss was like you should watch it it's really like watch it and let me know what you think so i watched it one day and i was like damn what a fucking great movie dude i uh, mean dude that that dude ralph fine is like one of the best actors of all yeah time. he's like, fucking it, incredible the shit he has done and the movies he's been in are just fucking unbelievable phenomenal like, i yeah Absolutely he was granted phenomenal. Serbian citizenship in what? 2017. I was just trying to scroll through to find his movies, but that was just put in there that he was granted Serbian citizenship, which was awarded to him because of his work in the country. This was signed by the prime minister themselves. Dude, hell yeah. What a baller. Weird. That's <laughs> so fucking cool. baller, dude. Um, so cool. The Grand Budapest Hotel. I had not. Is that a yeah. Wes Anderson film? Yeah, you uh, haven't yeah. seen that no, one? No, I haven't. Huh? That's his best. Is it That's really? His best you think one. it is? Yeah. I don't I don't love Wes Anderson. I like a lot of his movies, yeah. but in his earlier stuff when he was just being so Wes Anderson, like yeah. the Royal Tenenbaums, I hated that movie. Yeah. I don't I don't like a lot of that stuff. But he, I mean, Fantastic Mr. Fox is one of my favorite movies of all time. Grand Budapest Hotel is amazing. I've never seen you know, Fantastic like, Mr. Fox. Oh, that! that I, I have heard perfect. that it's one of it's the best perfect. movies ever made, and yeah. I, I need to watch it's, it. But I mean, it's the Paddington of movies that have George Clooney. Really? Um, so, <laughs> such a weird metric. I know. Um, so, I've seen Moonlight Kingdom, and I think I've seen French Dispatch. Uh, I've seen that movie like three times. I do not like it. What French Moonlight Dispatch? Kingdom? Oh, Moonlight, Moonlight Kingdom? Kingdom. It's just so Wes Anderson. I'm yeah, just like, that's fair. I, don't I, care. I get it. This is just nerdy. I didn't know that Wes, Wes Anderson, Anderson directed shit. Bottle Rocket. Um, I didn't mean either. An old that uh, that old fucking movie with the Owen brothers. Um, I forget that they're related I, to um, that. Wait, Owen, they are Owen Wilson. Co- uh, Owen Wilson. Oh, the Owen brothers. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, the, uh, Wilson, the Wilson brothers. brothers? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, what? I thought you were saying Wes Anderson no, related no, no, to no, Owen no. Wilson. No, well, no, that no, makes no. a lot of sense. No, the uh, uh, fuck off Windows update. Um, the uh, Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson. I wish Luke Wilson was in more things. I like. I honestly, think, why? Because I like why? him. I think he's a great actor. He's funny. His his character in uh, Idiocracy was him. Yeah, it was dead on. Yeah, you know, average motherfucking Joe, that's, average that's dude who like kind of doesn't did. give a shit, and is just like, what's going on? Like, why am I here? Yeah, hey, I love it. Hold on. Yeah, oh, hold on there. That's that's how I always see him doing. That's what I when I think of him, he's telling people to like calm yeah, down. Yeah, take it easy. You know, that's, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Take it I, easy. Yeah, take for it sure. easy, man. Take it easy. He's doing that all the time. Yeah, that's true. That is that is a fair assumption. Um, I went to the dentist the other day, dude. Oh yeah, terrible. What's the damage so bad, Mister Hole in Your I gotta teeth. do. I have to have like thirteen hundred dollars of dental work done. Um, so that's, that's a lot of dollars. Cash money. It is a lot of dollars. Uh, so basically, which is not that bad because I have an HSA account that I have like a grand on that I spend on out of pocket expenses. So I, it's it's mainly all covered. There's a couple hundred that I need to 
Um, there's like 400, I think, that needs to be covered after. So and you're an adult with a job. So yeah, it's not gonna, exactly. Like, ruin yeah, your life. yeah, yeah. So basically, I went in and she was like looking at my teeth or whatever, and she was like, "Okay, well, it's like yeesh. Yeah, she was like, "God damn." <laughs> um. But she was looking at my teeth, and she was like, okay, basically, you ha- you had a cavity filled there, and eating that Laffy Taffy pulled it out. Um, she was like, if it was on the back of your tooth, I would just fill it again, call it good. She's like, but it's on the front of your tooth, so you're going to need a root canal. Um, you're going to need a root canal as well as another filling done on another tooth on that side. And she was like, we're just going to do it all in one go. And I was like, god damn it, dude. Uh, so that was... Around, I think the the root canal as well as the other filling that I needed to get done was one thousand and seventy four dollars. Um, the other and then they lasered your gums. Yeah. So the other expense what is that? was I've never had that. I don't. I've never heard of that either. And like the other thing was she they did the little <laughs> you want your gums lasered. Yeah, You're so, like I don't I, know. Dude, yeah, so <laughs> she was like, all right. And then they did the little poke your gums thing to give the numbers or whatever. Yeah. And my numbers, well, my numbers really hadn't changed over the years. I mean, I know, I know for sure last time I went to the dentist, they were much healthier, but in this time they weren't that great, but they weren't too far off. But she was like, yeah, so these numbers are bad over here. It means you have an infection in your gums. It's like endrotomitis or something like that. And Uh she was like, basically we need to get it treated or it's going to lead to bigger issues. And I was like, okay. She was like, uh, there's a cleaning we do um, that will basically treat that. And but your insurance won't cover it if we do all four quadrants of your mouth at once. We have to do two at a time. What? That makes no sense. Dude, whatever insurance agent who came up with that agreement just strangled on the spot yes they should just, yeah just you're getting they are, they are in the revolution piece of garbage yeah i just they're like oh all your whole mouth nah, you want to nah. pay for the whole, the whole mouth? mouth at once Come back absolutely in two not months, i'll see if i've got your whole mouth money yeah and packed in this pocket so i was like she was like well we have time today we can do the cleaning today whatever and i was like all right fine we'll do one side today and then the lady that does the cleaning came in and was like all right i'm gonna numb your mouth and i was like for a cleaning? Why do we need to do this? <laughs> like, <"What's laughs> yeah. I was like, hold on a second. Give me a minute. What are you talking about? And she like put the numbing or gel in my mouth, and then she pulled out the needles, and I was like, what's going on? And she what's was like, yeah, I was like, well, for a cleaning? I don't know about all that. Um, so like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I've never had a cleaning that I was going to experience pain. And she was like, well, what happens is we numb you up, and then we got to use this like supersonic tool that cleans around the gums that are like on like your gum line basically and then uh-huh. once we clean that up and it's kind of open a little bit we take this fucking like laser it looks like a small like stiff fiber optic wire with a laser on the tip and so sick crazy crazy i could use it i would use that for something crazy and then they go in to those little gaps and they laser out the bacteria that's in your mouth and so i got that done um look just think about this in in like 1980 
eight, I think, is when Terminator One came out. There's a scene where Arnold points in 1911 with a laser beam <laughs> on the top of it. Right? <laughs> yeah. They had to have a car battery hooked up to his back with a wire running all the way up to that laser just for the laser effect. And now really? we got it on a dangly little yeah. wire that we're blasting into our yeah. mouths. Sick. Times we are, are changing, dude. Yeah, and so we are in the future. That was a whole thing, and then. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it really wasn't that bad. It was just like, and the dentist, the pain isn't that big of a deal. Like it is what it is. Like I know the root canal is probably going to suck. Um, but I'm like, it's the sounds, dude. It's the fucking sounds of like that, that sonic, that super, that supersonic tool was like the highest pitch, like whining. You're like, eyes yeah, twitching. like, ah, oh, oh, God oh, damn. That's dude, horrible. Sucks so bad. So bad. That's I gotta, horrible. I got to go back. I hate teeth stuff. Me too. Big same. And I, I got to go back on the, the pain. I can't handle the discomfort. Uh-huh. No. I got to go back on the ninth and get my other side uh, taken care so of. So insurance was like, we'll cover it if it's three weeks apart. Is that the N- logic? Not even that. The, the logic was, we'll cover it in two separate visits. So I could have scheduled like the, the ne- other side the next day and been fine. It makes no sense. <sighs> it makes zero fucking sense. But the lady that was... That makes me so dude, mad. I know. <sighs> I know, trust me. But the lady was like, okay, well... Um, you know, our next availability is, you know, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. And I said, like, oh, absolutely not. You think I'm going to come here easy. at 9 a.m.? Take it easy. <laughs> she was like, well, you yeah. ruined my whole fucking day yeah. like that. She was like, we have the next week at like 2.30 p.m. I was like, perfect. That is Gucci right there. I, I can do 2.30. But, dude, it was it was gnarly. I'm not excited to have it done again. Uh, and I'm not excited no. for the root canal. So. I've never had one. Have you ever had one? Before? I've never had one. I've heard. I don't know. I was. They're so, famously like the worst. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't, so I don't I, like, I'm like super nervous about it. And I like looked it up because I was like Googling. I was like, how painful is a root canal? And it was like, it's not really different from getting a cavity filled because I just, I don't, what's the difference between a root canal and getting a cavity? I mean, what do you? A root canal is when they're like digging out the dead root. Yeah. Right. Like so, they got to get rid of all of it. I think you typically will see deeper drilling on a root canal versus just filling a cavity. I hate that because like, cavities they have to like bore them out, yeah, make yeah. it even, and then they fill them. But this, I think they're going to go down like into your gums, and you're going to like hear the sound of a Shut drill piercing fuck your up, flesh. Dude, dude, I don't need to. Ah! to think about all that <laughs> horrible i was that's gonna be horrible i was very learn anything dude i'm gonna brush your teeth a little yeah, more often now i actually that's what i've been doing i've been like every time i go get done streaming or whatever and i go and i lay down and i or i eat and i'm like all right i'm going to bed and i'm like ah, fucking root canal man i go out and brush my teeth all right um, yeah. i was tempted to just be like rip my tooth out i don't care i don't want I don't want to get a root. You're like, I want a gold tooth. Yeah, I I just replace it, dude. I don't give a fuck, bro. I still have uh, two baby teeth on the front here. I think it's this one. Yeah, they're baby teeth. They've got tiny little baby roots, but they're still in there. Really? And and I was like, I, I, you know, my dentists all the time were like, oh my God, I still got that little baby tooth. And I was like, I'm keeping that bitch till I die. It's going to be the same tooth. I'm not getting any ones. Fucking forever. You ain't ripping that shit out of my mouth. That is a that's my keepsake. That's my. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't want anything drilled. Take the whole tooth out. Put in a fake one. Yeah. Sounds way better. I want a tooth made of titanium so I can crack I, dude, open. I you want. Know? I want fucking 
metal teeth so bad. If I just like got permanent grills, the titanium this would be, caps yeah. across all of them, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, it's it's the root canal and a crown. That's what I need to get. Oh, okay. Root canal and a crown. Um, can I, I get- remember I one time watched like a little educational gif of a root canal and it was so disgusting. I and hate that. Just that itself. Oh, it's horrible. I hate that. I've just looked up a picture and it shows the drill going all the way through the root to your like gum. This. I'm like, no. I don't, I don't like this at all. Um, I know that we are sophisticated and, and dentistry has come a long way, but it still feels like the most old timey of all of the medicines. Yes, it does. You know? Yes. They're like, we're just going to have to uh, uh, you know, we're going to have to in your mouth, that's all. Like, how, really? <laughs> so I, I just googled how painful is a root canal and it says, does a root canal hurt? Since patients are given anesthesia, a root canal isn't more painful than a regular dental procedure, such as a filling or getting a wisdom tooth removed. However, a root canal is generally a bit sore and numb after the procedure and can even cause mild discomfort for a few days. Because I, so I know. Hold on, I got to call. And they're not going to give you pills. They, so no one, you're, no one's getting fun pills my, anymore. My yeah, my my ex wife had to get a root canal one time, and they gave her fun pills afterwards. And I was like, I wonder if they'll give me fun pills afterwards. Uh, no, give them to me. You I look like it. you would love fun pills. Yeah, they're no, never they're gonna give like, you any absolutely fun pills. not. Absolutely, this guy's not. gonna go out sell fun pills to some kids or something. Yeah, fucking go to a, a, a elementary school. Oh god, I fucking looked. At, I saw the photo of the drill in the tooth, and I am, yeah into the tooth. Uh, Horrible. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm like. I'm like really scared now. <laughs> oh, I am fucking. I think you won't feel it. I think they'll have enough stuff on you that you. They do numb the really. shit out of me. Like the day I got it, I was gonna film that Harry Potter video I just posted, and but like they, my entire like side of my face was like numb. I was like, I can't move this side of my face. So um, that's fun. I'm hoping you should have made a video with. It. I, sh- I was honestly, I should have. Yeah, content there. Um, I, I, so I'm hoping that. Uh. I, I, I'm hoping that it's not painful and it's just like the sound or whatever that hurts or that sounds terrible, but uh, I don't fucking like the look of it, okay? I don't no. like it. I don't no, fucking it. won't want be a it. good time. You know what I don't like the look of is the bundle of fucking syringes I found in my backyard today. <laughs> yeah, your, that was your, fun. your backyard looks like my desk from all my fucking Dude. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, my testosterone syringes that are just sitting there. Oh, dude, I don't care what the fuck you need to inject in your body. You don't need to throw needles in my yard. Yeah, for real, I just, dog. I just think there's a... Throw them in the river. Yeah, I don't want I you do. to throw them in the river, but not in my yard. I have a fucking dog Like, there. is it just... Is it that hard to, like, just slip it in your pocket when you're done and be like, all right, I'll throw this away somewhere? Well, I remember I scared that one dude off. He walk, He just walks around with him squeezed in his yeah, fist. And I'm like, whatever. Uh, but now I, I'm like, dude, I was like, if I saw someone do this, I would beat them in the street. Yeah. Like, I'm done. I like, you need to learn a lesson. Like, I, like, I'm sorry. You know, like it, it, it is, it is not great. You know, it sucks it's that you're sickness. an addict. It's, it's a an sickness. Addiction. It's, just, it's yeah. a disease. We get it. But, but also addiction isn't throwing yeah. needles in my yard. Littering's no. not a disease. So no, fucking wrap that shit up real quick, dude. I'm going to beat your ass yeah. with it or i'm gonna stab you with yeah. a bunch of these needles yeah. <laughs> fucking a dude that God, makes me so yeah, i'm like piss me off. I, i'm like begging i'm like please be insulin dude, needles maybe it. they're yeah. just insulin needles maybe who cares they are, you know they are an unhoused diabetic that you know just hangs out that's i mean 
It's that's possible. possible. It is plausible. But like, still, why has it got to be in my backyard? That's true. And it was like a lot of them. Like they had like a whole yeah, pack. Yeah, video sent me was that was a that was a lot of fucking. It was uh, like you know needles. 10 15 needles and some plastic bags i was like jesus fuck i just i don't get that i don't get it i don't get why people need to shoot up on the sidewalk or like come to the sidewalk and do it i don't know why they have to throw their litter on the ground i'm just baffled you gotta gotta do it somewhere dog gotta do it somewhere I gotta um, leave this part of town is what I need to do. When I was when I was I, I sent yeah. that picture to my dad. I sent that and I was like, Dad, please help me with the down payment. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to live with this shit anymore. Yeah. Uh when I was working armed security at a Popeye's chicken, there was one time these two guys uh went into the bathroom there. Cause like to go to the bathroom you have to get buzzed in in that store. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> um and so these two guys like one guy was like oh can i get to the bathroom and the lady was like yeah sure and then another guy went in with him and i was like oh that's sketchy like 30 oh, minutes 30 minutes go by they haven't come out and so the staff just taking a mutual poo well, for so, quite some time so the staff knocked on the door and finally got him to come out and leave and i'm pretty sure they were like smoking meth because it spelled pretty methy in there but also there was like one of them, I guess, took a shit with the other one in there and just left it there, didn't flush or anything. And I was like, you guys are fucking, uh, fucking un- <laughs> The relationship just, dude, of those yeah, two. <laughs> for real. Fucking. You're like doing, they're like ripping on it and you're like, dude, I got a shit for real. Yeah, actually. get down. Like, Go, Go for it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I'm fine, dude. I'll turn around. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. You don't have to turn around, bro. But I'm also like, why, at me. why go into a bathroom in a public place and smoke meth I, in that's there what I, I why not do it. it outside like just just like I don't get it hit the pot hit the bulb while you're walking around call it good dude I, I it is it's weird to me i mean i guess you know who cares if yeah. you're at that point in your life yeah who cares but i'm like it just seems like so much more hassle to like go out of your way and like be in front of people, you know? And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't get that. That's really weird to me. I don't, I've never been in that situation, obviously, so I can't attest. Yeah, I've smoked weed in a bunch of places, but it's not nearly as that's, terrible. Yeah, and, so that's more socially acceptable than fucking yeah, doing yeah. methamphetamine somewhere. I guess. I, I guess I get it. Uh, it's. Well, I mean, no, I, I don't no, no, no. It. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I get it as like you know. It's not as socially acceptable, but you're better off doing it outside than you are doing it in like a public in like a public restroom. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know, you know, I hate the think of the children and stuff, but I'm like, maybe I don't know, guys, could we try to not do meth in front of children? Fuck them kids! Is that crazy? Yeah, just go hang out in a tree or something. Worth a shot. Like, yeah, go climb a tree, hang out, fucking yeah, fucking. That one guy that I scared off of the street goes down by the river now and does whatever. I'm like, perfect, thank you, excellent. Nobody can go down there. That's all you. That must be a nice view while getting high as well. So yeah, I mean, what's what's the deal? Yeah, for for sure. Yeah, I've been fucking dealing with my sinuses have been kicking my ass. I feel like I've been more sick the past like three weeks than I ever have in my entire life. 
Rain uh, had a like an eight week sinus infection. Dude, so it is. Brutal. You should probably go to urgent care get some antibiotics. That's what she had to do. It uh, was bad. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I because I, I had my doctor give. Me it's gonna stuff. migrate to your ears, and then you're gonna want to blow your brains out. Yeah, more than I usually already want to blow my yeah. brains out. Extra super duper. Extra super duper. Blow your fucking brains out, dude. Super sized depression and suicidal ideations. That's what we do here. That's what dreams are so, made of. I got one of the people from the regal assets thing. I found that they, someone had posted on Reddit about it and I oh, got really? them to go and listen to the episode. And, and I was like, Hey, we're trying to bring awareness to it, you know? And, uh, the person that it was actually turned out to be the school teacher and the veteran that was mentioned in the daily beast article. Oh, really? Yeah. So they were, yeah, they were the ones who had been ripped off. Um, hold on. They said something that I'm still waiting to hear back about that. I was confused. Okay. It was funny. Cause they said, uh, I was like, have you heard back from them or anyone? And they're like, Nope. Lying Leah Donoso. I, I just love that. I was like, it's just that Trumpian little name. Yeah. Thing. I always thought that shit was so, funny. so good. Uh, and made, and Tyler Gallagher made excuse after excuse. They said our group on Facebook has an investigation open. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Maybe they hired a private investigator or they're just Facebook sleuthing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could. I, I, yeah, they could just be Facebook. I would, sleuthing. Say, I would imagine I it's like face, just Facebook sleuthing. Like, I mean, that's what I'm it, checking on this like all the time. And the, I just I got to know if anything's happening. I wonder I where know. he is. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I wonder where that I'm like, was at. He's got to be in like I don't know Vietnam or some shit Dude, or yeah. you know like he is he is Uzbekistan you know watch him just be somewhere in like the south he's in like he's in like Tennessee or something just in America yeah Didn't just hanging out country Dude, at yeah. all um, he's gonna go and start doing the Matthew Cox and just start doing some real estate scams yeah you know? I mean like, he, he his logic would be like they expect me to leave the country so if I stay in the country true. They're not gonna know. They're not gonna be none the wiser. I'm gonna go where no one will ever look for me. Ohio, Ohio, dude. (laughs) Honestly, you probably could fucking boot scooting your boogie, boot scooting boogie your way in Ohio and not get caught for a while at least. You just gotta go to a small town. Truly. Well, I don't know. You could go to a small town, but like, no, that's a terrible idea. Small towns, everybody knows everybody, so they're gonna be like, "Who's this fucking guy coming into town?" So it's gonna be like. You got to go to a big city where nobody gives a shit about. Does Ohio anybody. have a big city? Yeah, Cincinnati's pretty big. Um, Columbus, I don't I mean, know. No. I, mean, I don't know how big Columbus is. Um, well, as you're, it's not, it's not fucking New York City over yeah, there. But it's a million, it's yeah, a million but people. Cincinnati's in pretty, pretty large. How big is Cincinnati? Cincinnati. Wow, there's 12 million people in Ohio. That seems insane to me. Yeah, it's a big. Uh, Ohio is a big place, man. Um, but it's so awful. Whoa, Cincinnati only has a population of three hundred thousand. Really? No shit. I thought I could. I thought it would have more than Columbus. What about Cleveland? Cleveland, Ohio. Damn, nine hundred six thousand in Columbus. Three hundred sixty-seven thousand. So most of them are pretty small. Yeah, not not huge. Huh. Interesting. Damn, Tulsa only has a four hundred thousand population. That's crazy. I I. I I don't know. Maybe my that's insane compared to New York. What's going on with that case? Million people. What case? Oh, uh, uh, my cousins, my dead cousins. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my dead cousins. Is that, what yeah. about? <gasps> is that what you're referencing here? Um, Joseph Kennedy confesses. This was posted. Uh, oh, this is posted December second of last year. Um, let me see. Let me see. Did I miss that? I don't know. Been, that he confessed. I don't think Joseph do Kennedy that. confessed to killing four Alt Mulgi pop up men and cutting them up bullshit i don't think you did it alone no fucking way uh, i mean nobody else's phones were pinging in the area yeah but still it was just dog. him no, well it wasn't it wasn't even joseph's phone it was fucking oh yeah one, one of my one of my it? cousin's phone so what we think might have happened so the dude owns a bunch of scrap yards he's got a bunch of heavy machinery like backhoes and shit like that what we had me and my bio dad were talking about was we think that he, if he did do this alone, which we don't think he did, he killed them and then used like a backhoe to like cut them into pieces with the bucket Ugh, of it. And then, which was fucking awful. brutal, dude. That uh, is awful. With the bucket of the backhoe and then did it like that. Cause I just don't see a 60 year old man fucking you know, hand chopping up four people. That, uh, that does seem like a lot of work. That is a ton of work, dude. I can't imagine. Um, but... Attorney for Joe Kennedy argues he shot four men in self-defense. Four! I don't think I so. I don't know. I could, you could four say... Four execution-style yeah. killings. If you said you one or two, stuff. I'd be like, okay, yeah, I could see that. But four dudes in self-defense? I No, I don't. And I don't think any of them were armed either, so... Um, this does say Mark Chastain was had a weapon. Is all it says. Oh, it just as a weapon, a weapon. Oh, you know, like a fucking pocket knife, a weapon. Yeah, you know? anything's a weapon. In they said the that hands. based on how a shoe was found on the ground, they believed at least one of the men was running away when shot. Yeah, classic yeah. self defense. Classic self defense. Shooting someone in the back, dude. Oh wow, that's horrible. Yeah, well, it's I pretty mean, fucking brutal. Solved on that one, that pretty, pretty brutal. straightforward. I just don't believe that he did it alone. That's all I'm saying. I I can't. I mean, you know, cartel spooks. If they're real, they're not going to let him say shit about it. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly, because you're not. Well, you're not going to get the actual story from him. Like the because nah. what what happens? He confesses that he uh, didn't do it alone and implicates some person who's you know loosely or or, or or affiliated with the cartel he still goes to prison and gets fucking murdered in prison so it would be it he has no gain from uh you know confessing that he was not or that he didn't work alone so i mean yeah what are you, what are you gonna do um what are you gonna do yeah but i hadn't heard any any other like updates about the case either in a while I guess- you know that's it you know he's just gonna go to jail yeah he's gonna go to prison forever and and serve the rest of his natural life in there which is just die yeah just fucking die i can dude i can't that's it i've had dreams dog where like like you know i've been to jail um or whatever but um i have had like dreams like i remember vividly this one dream where i was with a a friend of mine my one of my best friends jake from el paso where we were running from the law or something like that. Like he, like we did, I think he killed somebody and like I ran away from the law with him because I was with him. 
And in the dream, we're sitting in this broken house, and he's like, hey, man, he's like, you got to go. Like, you're, this doesn't involve you. You might get in trouble, but I don't want to drag you any further into this than you already are. You got to go. I'll, I'll go do my own thing and whatever. And I remember walking away from that broken house, and I was like, thinking to myself and i was like fuck man i'm gonna go to prison like i this scares the shit out of me it's horrible. absolutely scares it's, the shit out of me dude yeah i mean um, nightmare dude yeah a fucking I nightmare no. i don't want i don't to want prison to just yeah. at all i don't want to i, I don't even i don't want to go to That's prison never catch me alive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true if i did some like specific like heinous shit i you're not gonna care like and i knew i was gonna go wait for the rest of my life you're not catching me alive it's not happening no not a chance. no yeah not a chance nah, not a chance Fuck who's going dude. for it's i think it's my turn to go first i think you went first last week did i because i had the longer one uh how long is yours yeah you did go first for sure z's huh how many pages is yours three it's okay. not very long yeah, at all cool well go on mine's three pretty straight well. Pretty straightforward, a little... Are you ready? You want to start? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Fucking kick it off. You don't have any life updates anymore? I don't either. Uh, Not that I know of. If I think of something, I'll... uh... I, I always have stuff to talk about, and but I yeah. forget it, and then I'm like, fuck, I can talk about the next episode. Yeah, I'll take a gander. Yeah. Uh, Reagan got COVID last week, but I didn't. I still didn't nice, get COVID. Dude. I think Hell I mean yeah. not get COVID. You're immune now. Sick. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. No COVID for me. No COVID, baby. We're coming up on the three years since the lockdown. I'm I have still, also not still gotten no COVID, COVID, so. That's honestly wild to me. Same. That's wild. Same. I, I, after your emo night and shit, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it's baffling to me as well. Trust me, I know. Um. Okay, anyway. I'm going back in time because last week's was sad. And this isn't sad because all of the victims are dead now. So we can laugh at all of their misfortunes. Okay. No trouble at all. Uh, we're going back to the 1850s to tell the story of James Revis. Uh, let me pull my notes up better. Like this. I like to split the screen. Uh, so um he was born as the second of five kids near Clinton, Missouri, Gross. in May of 1840. Yeah, horrible. Um, May of 1843. He was the son of Welsh and Spanish slash Scottish immigrants. The family lived on a farm, operated a tannery, standard Midwest 1840s existence. True. He was a child in the 19th century, so he was a laborer and had no nice. formal education. Nice. But his mom really loved, because she is the Spanish dis- or, uh, parent, um, she loved Spanish romantic literature, and she read to him often, so he developed a very refined, eloquent writing style from a young age. Um, that's going to come in handy later. In 1857, they sold the store when he, I guess, was 14, and they moved to Montevallo, Missouri, to open a different one. Nice. And then the Civil War started, and 18-year-old Revis, inspired by patriotism and hatred, uh, enlisted in the Losers Army Fucking in Missouri. Losers, dude. Fuck you, Confederacy. You lost. You suck. Fuck you. You're losers. And fuck your flags. And fuck your heritage. There's literally more Harry Potter movies than there were years of the yeah. South. <laughs> uh, so there... He uh, after the Missouri, he goes up to Springfield and uh, uh, Springfield, Illinois, I think it was, uh, and to enlist in a worse losers company. 
And then it didn't take him super long to his credit that fighting in the Civil War fucking blows. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> he's say. like, wait, this isn't fun. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> this isn't sucks. fun at all. <laughs> We mostly just walk everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole war. Everybody was light um, infantry back then. Everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, he luckily, his exquisite penmanship afforded him the ability to forge his captain's signature. Critical Hell yeah, component dude. of good fraud and scammer. Forgery, baby. And this allowed him to produce passes to leave and visit his mommy. Which, you know. Pussy. No shame, Just I kidding. I love my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other officers were a little sus of Revis getting to go on leave all the time. Yeah. They were like, how's that keep uh, happening? And he manages at one time to leave and go get married. And by married, he meant surrender to the Union forces and join their army. Nice. Instead. Yeah, there you go. There you go, buddy. <laughs> he figured it out. Yeah, he's like, like they we're not winning. And they have shoes. Yeah. So much better over but there. We're not winning this, bud. <laughs> I got to play both sides, so I always come out on top. <laughs> Judging by how easy it was to forge these signatures, I don't think this is going to win this yeah. this fight. <laughs> so he briefly serves in an artillery regiment, and then the war ends. After the war, Rivas fucks off to Brazil, learns Brazilianese, comes back to St. Louis, Missouri, within about a year. Because I bet Brazil in the 1850s was just a hard place yeah. to live. Hard you know? place to live. Hard. I'm going to look at um, pictures of Brazil in the 1850s. 1860s actually 60s, but yeah 60s. so um i guess there'd be a lot of japanese people at the time yeah because i think that's when they were all immigrating for the to build their railroads the empire of Brazil. but he works a bunch he works a bunch of jobs that he's not making much cash in until he finds his calling the ultimate scammers red flag a real estate agent. Hell yeah, dude. Done. <laughs> it's so, it's like a, a, an easy cheat for stealing money from people, is yeah. being a real estate agent. <laughs> In fact, he found out that forging real estate pr- paperwork and property titles is about as easy as forging army passes. And he used this ability in one case to bring in a previously unknown reference document to settle a land dispute that allowed a sale to go through. So basically, they were like, I have this, they have this, and then, but they were like, who's right? And then he's like, oh, here's this third document nobody knew yeah, about. It says crazy. this guy's right. Wow. So, so where, and, is, yeah. where is this taking place in Brazil? No, no, he okay. came back. He's he came in back. St. Louis. Now. I was about to say, because, yeah, I, I totally forgot about after the Confederacy got their dicks kicked into the dirt, fucking the entire war, that, like, 20,000 American Confederates immigrated to Brazil. And, there's, oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, there's, like, a super, and they're still, like, they still have, like, holidays where they celebrate the confederacy basically brazil is where all of the villains go yeah, to retire dude. it's like when they get their ass yeah uh, Braz- like it's they're like oh australia's australia's actually becoming a nice cool place to live gotta find a new place to fucking go some, to be evil there's some brazilian guy out there his grandpa's name is like cletus von dude, hitler yeah, so, like <laughs> so i saw like a short video of these people but it, and i don't know if they still do it it was kind of older it was probably back in like the 50s or somewhere around then i could be wrong but they had these weird like brazilian southern accents dude it was just like it was surreal <laughs> to see well I, ola <laughs> yeah ola poor favor <laughs> uh i know that 
uh, Brazilian, speak Portuguese, then, but I don't know uh, Portuguese, so I went with Spanish, the closest analog. Uh, so, anyway, he finds, yeah, he's making a little bit of money doing the property title, real estate stuff, and he does this for a few years until he meets George M. Willing Jr., a doctor slash prospector who makes cash on the side selling snake oil elixirs. Hell Man yeah, was a dude. rough and tumble 1860s motherfucker. Snake dude. oil salesman, dude. It's like flash prospector. It, this guy's out here dude. mining, selling opium. There, you know, there ain't been gold around fights. these parts in 24 years. Basically, <laughs> basically we've come full circle. Cause like, Back then, snake oil salesman, it's like, fuck you, dude. But now when they were like, he was a snake oil salesman, you're like, dude, what a fucking crazy dude. Baller life. Yeah. Yeah. Just selling blow to everybody. (laughs) Out of the back of his van. Uh, So George Willing Jr. was looking for some help to buy some real estate. And Revis had been recommended as a friend. Uh, Revis was exactly the guy that he needed because George had spent $20,000 in gold dust and some mining equipment to buy a big Spanish land grant in Arizona territory. Nice. He bought the land with a handshake in a mining camp in the desert and like signed a dirty scrap of paper with a pencil with no witnesses. Dude, back and he's when like, you could just do what the <laughs> fuck ever, He's like, dog. make this real. Yeah, make he's this like, legit guy. I etched my name into this piece of tree bark. That means I own this plot of land, <laughs> so fuck off. <laughs> Look, we both put our, our bloody thumbprints on yeah, it, so it's I think that's binding. binding. Yeah. yeah, it was October 20th, 1864. This guy in the middle of the Civil War is out here with a big old bag of gold dust, Dude, you know, fuck fucking yeah. buying land. That's sick. Uh, George meets Revis in 1867, three years after he bought it, to formalize the transaction. He doesn't have all the money he needed when he got there, so he offered to sell half of the land grant to a local stable owner in the area with the idea that they could sell the mines included in the land grant back to their owners for a bunch of money. Genius. Nice. Absolutely genius. Perfect. That guy, as a resident of the town, is like, no. Yeah. And he tells his whole town about it, and they're like, get the fuck, fuck out of here. Yeah, that's fair. So he pays his tabs and fucks off out of town, worried for his safety. Because, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it's you gotta, like uh, you gotta do what Soapy you gotta Smith, do. you know? Yeah. He doesn't want to get Soapy Smith all yeah. by himself. <laughs> so Revis is, is like, hey, uh, oh, wait. Yeah, James Revis is like, hey, you can just leave the docks with me. And and then Willing's like, no. And he comes back like the next day with this expert in Spanish land titles. This guy had been hiding in Mexico for 20 years because of a bench warrant issued in his name for his arrest. That's who you need, <laughs> but he's, he's, yeah, <laughs> You need a criminal lawyer, yeah. you know? <laughs> as soon as you hear he's been hiding out... Because he has a warrant, out for, yeah, because he has a warrant out for his arrest. You're like, that's the man. That's he. Perfect grant. He, that's yeah, exactly. He what will I need. look the other way if I need to. So uh, he, Revis, and Willing start meeting regularly, like every week, and this gives Revis a good opportunity to learn about the Spanish and Mexican uh, documents related to real estate and how all that works. After a while, Revis and Willing become uh, real estate or like become real partners to get this claim going, and they decide to travel to Arizona to start promoting for it, uh, promoting it for sale. Nice. And this is in 1874, the same year that Revis marries basically a childhood friend, like someone who had been with him since he was like 14 years old. 
They go on a brief honeymoon, and then he travels to Arizona and does not see her again for six years. Just that's that's little, life. That's life yeah, in the early days. Marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Goodbye forever. Yeah, I will never see you again. See you later. Um, she, the, everything I found was like she files for divorce in 1883. So like I guess they did see each other for three years, but uh, the spark extinguished. Dwindled, I presume uh, probably on account of being gone. Yeah. for the six years, better part of a decade thing. That would make sense. Um, so in March of 1874, George Willing gets to Arizona to file his claim to the land in the courthouse, making it official. And he was found dead in the next morning with no investigation. Nice. I, it, this part of the story is baffling. I looked everywhere for it. There was like maybe some salacious rumors or implications that Revis James poisoned George to get him. But Revis and him had actually traveled to Arizona via separate methods. One took oh. a train and, and car and the other took a boat. So Revis was literally in the ocean. And he's like, oh, I, I didn't yeah. do that. He didn't do that. That's Interesting. A, and in the old timey days, apparently, I think people just died. Yeah. You <laughs> you just, One of his death possibilities was listed as strange and unwitnessed circumstances. Which I'm like, yeah, I that guess. covers it, dude. That covers everything <laughs> you need. So easy being a coroner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Some weird shit no one saw. Yeah. Perfect. Done. Write it down. No one gives a shit. <laughs> Did you see it? There you go. Yeah. Unwitnessed. Done. <laughs> Guess we'll never know. Um, he's, oh, he's just dead. Out of the story. Nice. Revis is poor and sick because he was traveling in the 1800s. And so he works as a teacher and then a journalist just as he's making his way. Where he, uh, And when he's a journalist, he meets some railroad tycoons and he got to see how they and the public land commission that they were exploiting operated nice the public land commission is infamous for being one of the largest consolidations of wealth in american history california has a big history of this stuff too over 500 of the uh 800 submitted claims to land which they're like this is kind of like the 40 acres and a mule thing like yeah you stake out your land you say this is what i have you're allowed a certain parcel um they, over 500 of the claims just approved with zero oversight, tons of bribery, nice. just so much. Most like the Imperial District, the San Joaquin Valley in uh, California is famous for being operated by super old land grants that were faked, basically. Like they would they'd get some dumb dumb to go claim his land and then sell it to them for a dollar. And they would do that like fifty Jesus. times and no one ever audited it. And then they owned, you know, fucking half of a state. And no one did that, anything. And about that, it. we just No, no. Dude, this West is so there's so many stories like that. They were just like, oh yeah. I don't care. Rich people take as much of the state as you want. Not surprised um, in the slightest. No. Uh, Revis does take note. He's like, this is interesting. I think I get how this works. I kind of like what's going on over here. Yeah, I like the cut of your jib, fella. Um, (laughs) He cuts, he gets to Arizona, he uses a letter from Willing's widow, and he gains access to the land grant paperwork, and then he goes back to California. So the land grant was what's called a floater, which was for an amount of territory, but not a specific location. And I was like, that is it. Wherever, dude, <laughs> just <laughs> make yourself a home, yeah, brother. Yeah, you buy just, twenty thousand square miles. Yeah, you get two uh, sticks and just go put them down wherever you want, and you're opposite good. corners. Yeah. That's yours. 
Um, legally, the floaters are, are basically useless. You can use them to intimidate bumpkins by being like, look, I own this land. Get the hell out of here. And sometimes it works, but they're not really supposed to be much, which makes me think, you know, basically willing got scammed. He bought bullshit. Damn. Well, um, Revis is like, oh, well, that's not going to work because uh, it's bullshit. So he forges does some forging. He changes it to have a specific location. He actually edits it several times, but the originally 2,700 square mile claim, which was like 90 by 30 leagues or something like that, he changes to have a 30,000 square mile claim. Mm. Like, uh, more than octuples it. He's, yeah. like, <laughs> he's like, I can't just do a little bit of yeah. land like he's that. He's like, how big is, this, is the state of California? I want about like, <laughs> yeah, a fourth. No, Arizona. Yeah, 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 Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So um, this actually, it's funny you say that, puts nearly every major Arizona town, a silver mine, and part of the Southern Pacific Railroad on his claim. Dude, hell it's yeah. perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's like if you could just buy the Monopoly location yeah. just out from under people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now he's just got to back it up. So he goes and he buys back some mining rights that Willing had signed over to some other dude in exchange for confirming the land grant. Then he goes to the East Coast, he finds the original record book for the land expedition, and he looks at it in detail. Then he goes to Mexico in 1881 to search for records about the grant. It's while he's there that he picks up a reporter gig so he can make some friends around town, get a little bit of the lowdown, and he eventually gets access to all the materials he needs. I mean, this dude is a yeah, he's fucking, fucking determined man. on it, dude. He's like, I'm not... How much time did this guy spend on old-timey yeah, trains? He's what a like, yeah. nightmare. <laughs> he's like, I'm not letting this go. <laughs> So uh, he leaves with photographs and, of the documents and certified copies, and then he goes to Willing's widow next, and he buys her interest in the grant. He's just, you know, picking up his things. Yeah. While, while he um, was traveling all over investigating, he was actually putting forgeries into the original folders. Nice. Which is clever. Dude, yeah, very is. clever. God damn. Um, so the premise of this was he created a fictional person that he called the Baron of a- Arizona, a Don Miguel Nemesia Silva de Peralta de la Cordoba. God damn. Uh, uh, he just makes this dude up to have b- made the claim originally. That's that's the source for the land claim. Uh, after all of his work, he has papers that prove that the grant went from the Baron, or from Baron to maybe some descendants, then to Willing, and then eventually to him. Okay. So in 1882, he flies the papers, or he files the papers and waits until the next year to make an official claim on land. Southern Pacific, this is what's crazy to me. Southern Pacific was like, oh my God, this dude may own all yeah. of the money that I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, So like, they just pay him shit. 50 grand. They really? pay him 50 grand for the right to use his land. They're like, I don't want to fuck. Dude, that's probably piss money to that yeah, company. At I the wonder time. how like, much. Whatever. Did you convert the, them doll hairs? Oh, I forgot to. I was going to do that today, but work was such a shit show. That's uh, let me look that up. Also, to sidetrack you about things that I forgot. Uh, we'll talk about it after your story that I forgot to bring up. But go ahead. How much? Is All right. It? Okay. This was 50 grand, and it was 1980. So he got about what is that? They don't have any commas on this website. I hate it. That's so I have annoying. to like highlight it. Uh one and a half mil. One and a half million dollars. Damn. A, for a scam. Yeah, for right a off scam, dumb. I mean, he probably spent a decent chunk of change oh, fucking yeah. booking it all over the continent. Um 
So they're like, whatever, we'll give you 50 grand. We're going to use this land. He's like, amazing. I love Perfect. that. Right? And yeah. then the, the company that owns the mine, Silver King Mining Company, pays them 25 grand to just buy back their title, which I can't believe they went for it. But Dude. basically the way it works is legally they run the risk of not having access to that land. Like he could just be like, fuck no, you. Yeah, if they fuck him around. So they're like, we'll just pay him. Forget about it. It's pennies to us dude money look how excited the peasant was when we gave him twenty five (laughs) thousand. so now that he's got two big companies doing business with him his claim looks super legit he's i mean now he's backed up he's got the union pacific paid his shit or uh southern pacific yeah goddamn. so he hires some rent collectors and agents to get people off of his claim saying that they'll be charged with trespassing and eventually get booted off and he's also trying to sell quick claims, which are like you. I don't. So I don't get this. You buy the claim, the revocation of the, the deed. You're saying I don't have claim to it anymore officially. I guess maybe it's kind of like a in his situation a threat where it's like you can ba- pay this or you like go to court about it. You know. And um, a lot of people just leave immediately, which is that's why it didn't make sense to me. I was yeah. like, "You're going to tell me I have to sue or pay money? Okay, bye. Okay, uh, yeah, fuck see it. you later. This fuck is America. You. I'll just go get some free land handed to me <laughs> in some other state. I hear they're just starting a Utah. Sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the and he was he was hawking these at whoever would pay for it because I mean that's the kind of the thing that he doesn't ha- they don't have to buy it. Yeah, they can yeah. fight it if they want it. And he was hawking it for whatever price he could get. Some were charged a thousand dollars, and some were like offered like a, a meal. Like, and he was, um, you know, just anyone who'd go for it. And the Arizona Surveyor's Office sent an expert to Mexico, and uh, they verify his claim. They find f- files in the f- original Dude, file that put in that yeah, work, buddy. That, like, all right, that's authentic. But many local residents, including two Phoenix no- newspapers, were really against his uh, selling these quit claims specifically. That got him a lot of bad press because it looked really manipulative and, and you know shady to that's try fair. to squeeze people out before his titles officially like settled. Um, and then it turns out that one because this is the old days and. and Fucking journalists didn't have integrity. Yeah, God and one no. of the newspaper owners actually bought a quick claim because he's like, I don't want to get sued. <laughs> fucking, I have yeah. money. That didn't go over well when everybody found about it, about it. So he had to publicly cancel a purchase. Damn, which I think is hilarious. Like, fuck, fucking shit, dude. <laughs> so in the meantime, he's still hawking quick claims, and now he's moving on to new towns to do it. And this leads to an initiative among locals to establish committees to fight his claims in three different towns. And he's really not making friends. George Willing Sr. tries to sue James Revis on some technicality stuff, like basically arguing like the right, the type of whatever he bought wasn't good. It didn't work out. He ran out of money. He gives up. We never hear from him again. He's like, ah, fuck it, whatever. Uh, uh, The second lawsuit was from a territorial attorney general, like, because Arizona is not officially state yet. And this guy fucking pins down Revis about his finances. He's like, where's, where are you getting the money from? I'm a little confused. And Revis can't really provide any info. So he loses the suit and he fucks off to California before the Arizona residents probably murdered him. Damn. Um, he was 
promptly forgotten in the area as Arizona became quickly embroiled in the Apache Wars uh, oh, shortly yeah, yeah, after. Yeah, yeah and uh, so the Apache Uprisings. Uh, Revis is about to just give up, but he has an idea. He figures out he needs an heiress to make the claim stronger. He basically needs someone living with the Baron descendant to hand it over and make it more legit. Okay. So he finds this young woman literally just on a train. Then he's like, Oh, perfect. I got it. Yeah. (laughs) I guess. And, um, she was a servant with no records of her birth at all. And he's like, Oh, that is so hard right now. Yeah. So hard. (laughs) Oh, no one knows who you are. (laughs) And so he makes her his ward and he announces her as Baroness Sophia Loreto Michaela, the last descendant of Baron Peralta. And then he enrolls her in convent school so she would learn how to be a lady because she's going to be an heiress. Yeah, she yeah, she's got right. yeah, to be the part. Like in, um, uh, fuck, I was not Ella Enchanted. Uh, what's the princess? I always, it's Princess Diaries. Yeah. That's what it is. Princess Diaries. That's what I thought you were. You right? Were, uh, Hathaway's? Yeah. Yeah. I always mix up a couple storylines that sound the same. Wow, that movie's almost two hours long. That's Really? Crazy. No shit. An hour 55? I can't believe I had the fucking attention span for that <laughs> as a kid. Uh, anyway, um, so in, he goes to New York to find some New York politicians and some New York bankers into backing his claim. And he finds one rich dude who gives him the stipend to travel to Spain to find records for his claim. And the Spaniards love, love James Revis because they're like, <laughs> oh, you're taking land away from the Americans? Fuck, Fuck yeah, bro. Yeah. It's all yours. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, really. And they love him. So uh, he's also, while he's there, he's back forging and slipping fakes into Spanish records. Nice, dude. Goddamn. Hell yeah. He's a busy man. Yes, he is. Like, I've been forging all over this, this is, goddamn This is planet. the hardest working con man we've ever covered, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. And he's definitely covered some of the most ground yeah. to do this. You know, He's been all over the world so, for this, baby. Um, In... 1889, the Peralta Grant inquiry gets reopened. Um, the surveyor, excuse me, this time uh, is no slouch at all, and he figures this shit out fast. He found bad grammar, misspellings, improper paper and uh, pens used, like wrong for the time, and he had trouble finding corroborating sources outside of the, the specific ones in Spain. Plus, he also could find, like, outright erased and written over sections in the paper and shit. And I, I don't understand why this guy figured it out and other people yeah, didn't. Yeah, didn't. Uh, the guy, first guy must have, like, flipped through the stack of papers yes, and like, yeah, it looks quick. good. Good. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, he, he re-reports the claim as fraud right away. and But Revis got, at this point, he got a senator and a secretary of interior to back his claim. Jesus. So, he's like, oh, dude, this guy is a, a wheeling or dealing. He, he, yeah. You know, just like all of our other ones, he can really talk the fucking pants off of someone. God damn. And so, he sues the government for failing to rule on his claim. A new lawyer is appointed uh, and uh, for like the other part of it and this guy doesn't fall for shit he finds the forgeries in spain and he found this la dude who had been promised cash to testify the existence of a fake relative of james's wife 
that he had used for other documents. So uh, basically, he just found evidence that James had done forgery in the past. Oh, okay. People are starting to put it together. Lawyers start backing out, and he starts running out of money. So Damn. the whole thing just starts fiddling Fucking out. Unraveling. His Spanish forgeries were apparently pretty obvious, and um, the U.S. court also had heard evidence that he'd been caught trying to steal Spanish archival documents. So they ruled his claim as fraudulent, and he was actually arrested by a U.S. marshal outside of the courtroom for attempted fraud. Jesus, like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it came crashing they, down. They're like, wait a minute. Actually, you committed a crime yeah, during yeah, this. Come back here for a second. Hold on. We got to talk. With... Zero supporters left. His credibility completely eradicated. He spent a year in jail to await a trial where he obviously got a guilty sentence, got two years in prison, and a $5,000 fine. Uh, Interestingly, in his trial, I love this quote. A supporter of his argued, quote, It is impossible that any one man could have forged all the signatures in this case. Rivas would have had to forge over 200 Spanish documents and signatures. No man could have done it. It is the most improbable thing conceivable. Like, Damn, <laughs> Jesus! He really was like who could have forged India? all yeah. over the fucking place? Like that? <laughs> that man was putting uh, in work. He really was. Yeah, just honest effort at it. You would, dude, you labor, would, yeah, you know? I would say you would. You would think you know if you really put all that time and effort into something that wasn't illegal, like how far could you have gone? Like you probably could have been a. If he wanted to be like an unethical journal- yeah. journalist, he could have been like the most devastating in America. Yeah, you know? true. He could just forge some shit up and ruin someone's life, you know? Very true. Man, what a fucking... Uh, or he could have just been a good reporter. Yeah, he seemed pretty decent too. at that. <laughs> but uh, So he gets a small reduction in his sentence for good behavior, moved back in with his wife. Uh, th- he tried to get some more stuff going. He had some other schemes. No one ever believes anything said. G- gig is up. Yeah. Tried to get a magazine going to tell his true story, folded immediately. Damn. His wife filed for divorce in 1902, and he died in 1914 and was buried in a proper pauper's grave after years of living in a poorhouse alone. Damn. And James Reeves dissolved to time in history forever. Jesus. That, I know, dude. I was like, this guy... He just, I mean, shit, you know, shit. Yeah, what it's, a fucking like shit all from life. Grace. Yeah, yeah, all from grace. That is a great way to put he it. He really did have a pretty hard life overall. Like he did get some money, but he was constantly dumping it back into doing this. Yeah, so like he wasn't like loaded, loaded, you know. Yeah. And you know, he spent most of his life trying to work this fucking scam, you know, and you did it. 1.5 million and you fucking toiled it away, perpetuating this scam for, I know dude, you could have lived off that. Especially. Yeah. Cause with his skills, he could just get to a point in it. You know, he has the money, maybe buys a bunch of gold and stores it somewhere. Yeah. And then he forges a thing that says like, uh, you know, it turns out the claim isn't legit, and he could just be out. You know, he could just forge his way out of it. But no, he has to forge forward. And yeah, dude, fucking more that, trouble. I mean, that's the thing, dude. Like, don't know when to stop. Is what it is. You they don't don't know when to they stop. Don't. Plus, they they get so confident that they can't get caught, and like when that you know the first guy goes and he checks things out, and it holds up. He's like, oh. their, their high has to reach yeah. new oh, fucking levels, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. That is true. And and then it's just like your story. I always forget their fucking names with the uh, 
the field of diamonds and gold oh, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Slack you know, and Arnold. Like, this guy was so confident that he could fool so many people until he just met the wrong fucking yeah, guy. Like, the guy true. who knows his shit. The, the, exactly one, the one here. guy who could take him down, he ran into. Yeah. Yeah. But so those that dudes is, still... That is the story. Those dudes still got away with it. They didn't... Yeah, they oh, fucking... Yeah, they... they actually, were, yeah, their lives turned they, out sick. Yeah, their lives turned out pretty great. Um, yeah, that's a good story. Good job. Um, one, the thing that I was going to bring up before... Yeah, I don't want to interrupt your story. Oh, yeah. The, not really a life update, but... Did you see that Woody Harrelson hosted SNL and then during did his, any vax did, his, did his like COVID-19 conspiracy theory shit in his speech? Yeah. Tough. Every fucking celebrity is just a cuckoo maniac it idiot. I, just, I liked I'm Woody Harrelson a lot, dude. So a lot. I love Woody him. Harrelson, dude. That's crazy. Why? But what? I mean, Nas has said some anti-vax shit. Freddie Gibbs has said some anti-vax shit. Um, the it's there's also oh fucking Ice Cube, uh it's like I don't know just every they're, they're all just lunatics frankly that's, and yeah that dude you just can't count on their personalities to be anything but dog yeah. shit except for us yeah that <laughs> we are awesome I I have no v- values that anybody would disagree with we gotta we gotta get we we have to hit that level of I don't even want to call it celebrity but where we're not. We're not, you know, delusional to how like it is living, you know, this way, but also we're we're comfortable, um, basically yeah, to the exactly. point where our brains don't go to mush. Yeah. Uh, so, like, and you can always see when like an artist, especially this is especially the case for rappers, because a lot of rappers rap about their struggles of being poor and living on the street, and then they start getting increasingly successful and removed from real life and then their music is just dog shit because yeah. you don't they don't know what life is like anymore and that's basically drake although he's never known what life yeah is like. he's, he's yeah no he's a child actor he's you know? been a rich kid his entire life so, yeah uh, he, i remember he has this one line in one of his albums where he's like trying to present it like it's a grind and he's like I remember driving to Degrassi in my Acura every morning. I'm like, shut, shut up, dude. You fucking <laughs> Sounds nerd. so hard. Yeah, so hard. <laughs> Got to drive to the super popular show that I'm on and get paid a lot of money to do. Shut the fuck up. In a car that he paid for, yeah, too. Yeah, like, get like the fuck out of here. He already owned that thing. Get the fuck out of here, dog. That's one of the things I never understand about people who are, like, super into Drake. It's like, dude, like, I and, and if, you know... If you uh, take away the weird shit of him, like, talking to minors and fucking being a creepo, like, if he were just, like, not trying to, like, portray it in the songs that he's like, oh, you know, I was grinding on the street, started from, you know, at the bottom, and now I'm here. If you would just be upfront and, like, honest, like, Wait, oh, yeah, I didn't struggle. sing the Drake song? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you did uh, that on accident. No, no, no. <laughs> um, if, if he was just, like, honest of, like, I, you know, I didn't grow up in the streets. I fucking had a pretty, you know, I was a child actor, had a good childhood or whatever, and didn't really have to struggle. I'd be like, you know what? I respect that. You're not trying to fucking portray yourself as like this like poverty stricken person, but nope, gotta sit there and make people think that you're hard, hard, dude. Shut up. Also, another line I always think about is, uh, always keep a blade on me when he goes to check a bitch. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. 
That's what you're the, telling me when all these strippers that you know come into yeah. the door, you're holding a knife. Yeah. That's crazy. And also what that's a scream. Yeah. And what do you think the six bodyguards you walk around with are for? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one's going like, to get close. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> yeah. For real. Um, so, Stop being relatable. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I like when artists like I don't really like Ellen DeGeneres at all. Yeah, but she had this stand up that she did recently where she's like, it, it was kind of her true self to some degree. She's like, I'm not like you guys. I don't know what your lives are like. I'm vastly more and wealthy. Like, I can respect yeah. that. I can respect that. <laughs> yeah. Of you just being like, I'm too rich to know how you live. And like, and, 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 you know, obviously there's a point where you're like, when you become degrading of people who are, who are less wealthier than you and who grew up struggling, when you degrade them, that's when I draw the line. But like, you just being like, I am rich and I am kind of out of touch with the way the common person lives. And that's, you know, I'm just being honest with you. I'm like, yeah, okay. I respect that. Like you have a bunch of money. It is what it is. You don't know how we live. Don't try to act like you do because you obviously don't. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. just be, just be whatever. Just be you. you know? Just be yourself. Don't, we don't want you to be relatable. I could give a shit less to be honest. Uh, Dude, perfect example of the celebrities being guarded. I just saw this post, uh, that, um, the library, the creator of the Dewey Decimal System, Melville Dewey, ended in disgrace. His career did because he would constantly grope librarians. Oh my yeah. god, dude! I'm Fucking like, oh my, why, god. why? <laughs> The man's got me too to nineteen oh five. Fucking why? Jesus Christ! I also like. Um, I, I just. He, I can't ever. I will never be able to wrap my head around the the notion of like. I'm so rich and powerful. I can do whatever I want. So like, I can inappropriately really, touch people, and I, nothing will happen to me. Like one, you know that just well that just shows me that like you have always wanted to do that, but now you think you're allowed to, so you're just gonna do it freely. So you've always been kind of a piece of shit. Um, yeah. So I yeah I just like will never. I was just uh I was watching Veep, and there's this part where someone becomes president and they're like, I'm now the most powerful person in the world. And I was like, I kind of don't agree. Yeah. No, I think, and I honest, I don't like the dragon, but I think Jeff Bezos kind of has more power as an yeah. individual than the president. That's true. You know what I mean? That is true. I was like, like, I was thinking about if you're running for office, I'm like, you can't fuck with those dudes. No. They could dark fund a dark fund a dark fund to ruin your life. To and ruin it would your be life? A, a percentage point off of one of uh -huh. their billions, yeah. you know? I was like, that is power. Those and, dudes and have the fucking real even power. If, even if they didn't want to ruin your life, they could just prop up an opposing candidate and fucking... Like it's nothing. Like it's not shit yeah. and decimate you in that campaign. Like, I, And it was funny because that's so funny you brought that up because I I just watched the campaign again not too long ago with Will oh, Ferrell nice. and Galvanakis. It it's still pretty funny. Yeah, it is. Okay. I I think it's there's. I mean, there wasn't really like any super like offensive jokes or anything like that, and like the humor is still like good. I uh, I thought it was funny. It was good. Still a good movie. But yeah, okay. I mean, they would just fund a fucking candidate to decimate you. That's what money does. It buys it buys the laws that run this country. Yeah. So, Jesus. yeah, I think I think the uh, billionaires definitely have more power than the president. Agreed. Um, so I was trying to figure out what I was going to cover, and I know the uh, we talked about the streaming stuff, and like I thought about covering like esports scams, 
Um, cause there's a few that are pretty high profile, like match fixing and stuff like that. Um, but it's not enough content that I can just cover one of them. So I'd have to cover like two in a single episode to make up enough to fill up my notes. So I might do that next episode. I don't know. We'll see, but, okay. uh, I'm going to be covering the miracle cars today. Um, so nothing like fucking some good old magical car sent by the Lord himself, uh, to cars? make to, cars, yeah, Auto, okay. automobiles. Uh, but nothing like some good magical cars sent from the Lord Himself to make the fucking spirit of the Big JC course right through you. So, uh, we're gonna go all the way back to the 90s. It's the motherfucking time of Tamagotchi's Pepsi Crystal and Sick Jinko Jeans. So, uh, Robert oh, Gomez yeah. is a 19 year old security guard living in LA, and while he's there, he meets this dude named James R. Nichols. And eventually, the two move in together and become uh, fucking roommates. And but like actual roommates, not the like. Oh, okay. Uh, not the like. I was scared like, oh, to say roommates? gay room- roommates. No, huh? Um. So at some point, Gomez tells Nichols that he, you know, I got something to tell you, but I gotta, you gotta keep it hush hush. And he tells him that he is the adopted son of John Bowers a very wealthy food company executive from Texas who has very kissable lips. I put that last part in, but, you know, oh. you never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> they write that down? Yeah. <laughs> so Gomez later tells Nichols that old fucking Daddy Dearest has died and that Gomez would like Nichols to be the executor of his, executor of his, his, his fucking estate, which is weird. Like, why wouldn't that be you? I don't understand, but whatever. So, fast forward to three years later, it's December of 1997, and at the time, our pal Gomez, who is now 23, has stepped into the discipleship pulpit, which I guess is like a faculty role in a church, um, is, okay. and, and he does this at the Christ Christian Home Missionary Baptist Church, located in Compton. Also... What a mouthful of a name. You might, I was like, wait, is that real? Yeah, you, you, I don't know. Maybe shorten that up so your fucking church doesn't sound like an eighth grade tongue twister um, yeah. that you got to do when you get into class. So um, Gomez is fucking in there like swimwear, dude. He's like he, him and, and he's loving it. And Nichols, this is his family's church. So his parents were longtime members of this church. And... They're all so Nichols is already acquainting Gomez to everybody else. Like, you know, he's very well liked in the church. And while Gomez is at this church, he continues to introduce himself as Bauer's adopted son. Maybe lightly sprinkling in that he is the heir to, I don't know, a cough cough for a hundred and eleven million dollar estate. So oh, hell yeah. yeah. So Fuck, uh yeah. fucking we love to see it. So Gomez would go on to tell the members of the church that his adoptive father was a devout Christian and it was written in his last will and testament that the estate is to quote gift a fleet of 16 low mileage company and personal vehicles to those who have smashed that fucking like button and subscribed to the Christian religion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um so the vehicle i don't i couldn't think of anything more christian yeah yeah, right 16 low mileage vehicles yes sir 
Um, so fucking wheels down for the Lord. The vehicles in question were described as late model release. I'm sorry, late model lease luxury coupes and sedans like BMWs, Benz, Lexuses, and good old caddies. And over the it's years, that many different yeah, brands dude, out of 16, 16 cars. 16 of them, okay. baby. So over uh, the, the fleet was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> parts are so annoying. Dude, yeah. So, uh, and that over the years, these cars have been used for personal and company purposes within the food company. So, like I said, it was said that the cars would be given to believers, and all they had to do was pay a small convenience fee of, I don't know, around uh, $1,000 to $1,100. Nothing too crazy, just a small fee, just to cover the taxes uh, of the vehicle. So, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, perfect. That's the perfect one. So they just paid that fee once, and the state would fucking boot scoot and boogie out. And I'm sorry, they would pay that once. And once the estate boot scoot and fucking boogied out of probate, the vehicles would be delivered to the new owners. Um, when people asked about the fucking, I don't know, VIN numbers and serial numbers of the vehicle's title, uh, or any concrete proof that these vehicles existed, old Gomez would be like, listen, man, the information of, of all that information is under that's with Christ the Lord. Yeah, that's with the Lord right. himself. Why don't you pray on that yeah. and come back to me? <laughs> and they were all under seal and not to be publicly disclosed by the probate's court until the estate's final disposition and just to speed the process up of ca- of God's cars going to God's people, they should pay their transfer fees in advance up front, and they can just sit back and wait for their car to be delivered to them. Um, so, of course, too easy. This is a lot of work for yeah. what sounds like sixteen grand. So, oh, well, hold on. So now the whole thing obviously sounds fucking sketchy, but. When something's done in the name of Christ, why would anybody question it? So after Gomez just, you know, lightly disclosed. God does work in mysterious ways. Mysterious ways, ways, my friend, exactly. Can I get an air horn for God works in mysterious ways? (laughs) 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 Air horn for God's mysterious ways. (laughs) Um, so, So... after Gomez discloses information, church members begin flocking to uh, Nichols' mother with money orders and cashier's checks, and almost overnight, 30,000 worth of cars were sold to relatives and church members. Now, this was a massive success, larger than they had anticipated, and due to this success, Gomez and Nichols suddenly announced that it turns out that the fleet of company cars was much larger than the original 16 that he had, that he had said. <laughs> Fucking crazy, dude, how that works. The Lord out. Jesus, yeah. like it is bread and, and fish, has yeah. multiplied our flock. Our of BMWs. Cars. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they said, you know, we made a bunch of money, and all of a sudden there's magically more cars uh, that we. How many mu- are there now? We must have missed. They don't say, they just said there's more. <laughs> Um, so, uh, oh God, you mysterious, yeah, you what a little mysterious rapscallion, dude. <laughs> so they put this announcement out that the fleet was much bigger than they had thought. And soon the proceeds of these miracle cars reaches around $1 million. So the talks of these miracle, wow. dude. Yeah. Wait, right. What? Yeah. So is that from the church? That's the money, not like from the people in the church. So, hold on. So, we'll get there. So, the talks of these miracle cars start spreading around like wildfire through the Christian community, and so it's not just this local church that is getting in on this. It's like 
a lot of churches around the country. Um, so uh, Nichols' mother is overwhelmed by the number of people uh, coming forward to purchase their own miracle car. So Nichols and Gomez try to mitigate the overwhelming workload and designate several team captains to handle the sales of the soon. Uh, I'm sorry to help handle the sales of these miracle cars, and soon those team captains were overwhelmed as well. So. Jesus. Yeah, so in 1998, Nichols' mother, Rose, receives a call from a woman named Gwen Baker, who worked for Primerica Financial Services in Memphis, Tennessee. Gwen says that she heard about the Miracle Cars from her church all the way in Memphis, and Gwen tells Rose that she isn't interested in buying one. She sees the money-making potential here and asks if she can help sell them. Um, so, yeah, so Gwen flies to LA to meet Nichols and Gomez, who then immediately hire her as a, quote, national finder. He has her set up a central office of operations. Uh, She quits her job at Primerica, opens that central office in Memphis, and starts working primarily through pastors of other churches. They start making... To get cars is what she's doing? No, she's finding people to buy the miracle cars. I don't. How could they say that they have this many? How could, how many are they even? I think national. So, so one of the things I think helped this scam was that like the internet was not like a super. It was the nineties, so like word of mouth, you know, it, it's just not going to spread as fast that if someone might think it's a scam. Also, these Christians aren't going to 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 question this they just heard that this ultra wealthy heir to a food company fortune has a huge fleet of cars he wants to give back to christian followers um, okay so, i guess i don't understand this uh, yeah for you to believe this i know, you, know you gotta be yeah. a dummy dumb Dude, dumb yeah. dumb or have a lot of faith a lot of faith and I don't know. Be down on your luck and need a car. I fucking I dude. I yeah. No idea. Baffling. Dude, baffling. Imagine a church trying to sell me a car. You know. Yeah. Like, what? Get the <laughs> fuck get out the of my fuck face. Out of here. So no. they start making so much money that by 2000 she has to hire two more national finders. They were hiring these national finders. Does she know? Is she or is that a secret? Because so, I mean. We'll get there. She is. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. So they were hiring national finders like crazy. Now, Conway was one of these national finders that they had hired, made fucking $992,000 in finders fee in 2000 in finders fees in 2000 alone, which is fucking crazy. Um, How much? Say that $992,000. I just, this is insane. It's one of those things. It's one of those things where it's like we don't. It's it's like we don't have a, a long game strategy. We just want to rake in as much money as possible, and then yeah. yeah. So this is kind of a rare one, yeah. Because it's like it's succeeding better than they ever could have uh-huh. hoped. You know, They're like okay, oh, shit, just keep, keep going. Yeah, this, you know. So <laughs> everyone was buying these miracle cars, um, and it was crazy how the fleet just magically kept growing and growing. A professional car finder in L.A. bought one hundred twenty thousand worth of miracle cars in one day, and former NFL player Neil Smith what? and Ricky Siegler bought around seven hundred thousand worth of miracle cars as well. Per usual, so they think that there's. You're saying seven hundred thousand dollars is what they spent. Yeah, and they think they're buying 
how many cars for it that doesn't much money? specify but if i i would like to assume that maybe as they kept the scam going they raised the rate to different like like if a former nfl player calls you and is like i want to buy a miracle car and you're like you're not going to tell him it's a thousand dollars you're gonna be like oh yeah it's way yeah. more money yeah that's what i think happened is they just raised the price so, but is the football player buying it because he thinks he's getting a discount on a car, or does he think he's going to make? M- I think he's buying him to. Or is he donating? You know, I don't know. It didn't specify. I would imagine it's either to sell them off and make a profit off of them, or, or I don't think they donate them. I'm just like, how can you spend seven hundred grand and think you're gonna? Yeah, like get like a deal. Like one of the car you, finders, you have to be getting like. You know, I don't know if they're beamers and nice cars, say they're 80 grand, you'd have to get like 20 fucking cars for that much money. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's to buy them and sell them at a higher value, basically, because the car finder in L.A. bought 120,000 worth of them. So he's obviously going to flip them and sell them. That's crazy that they think this is legit. That is crazy. Yes, sir. Well, uh, so many people and there's a couple of reasons why people continue to continued to think it's legit. And I'll get to those. So. Um, per usual in these scams, the delivery date kept getting pushed further and further back. Oh, they're almost ready. Just right around the corner. Just give us some time. So now this was enough to keep mostly everyone at bay. There were a number of individuals who were like, all right, you fucking goobers. This seems sketchy. Give me my money back. And surprisingly, they were very prompt with giving refunds, uh, which of course the money that was issued the the money that was given in refunds was just taken from future victims like they were it's like a pot you know yeah. so they're paying out kind of yeah 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 so it's smart to do that yeah though. oh yeah i mean it keeps i want to refund happy. okay done yeah sure go nothing and, you know don't complain about it they uh-huh. don't have to make a big stink about it nothing, that's smart nothing that's will topple smart. your scam harder than a disgruntled person and a lot of disgruntled oh people. yeah yeah so, we have a whole that one guy who's so disgruntled he brought down a whole crime yeah that's ring. true yeah, <laughs> yeah i yeah he dude was fucking on a mission so disgruntled so to further solidify that one uh so to further solidify to the ones that were willing to wait uh i'm sorry what am i saying to further solidify that the ones who were willing to wait would not ask for their money back gomez used uh-huh. his connections with a finance manager of a toyota dealership to fabricate letters stating that the cars were being stored in secured lots across the la area Ooh, okay yeah. so now he's getting into yeah. the just plain so, open fraud. Yeah. yeah so so while these la boys were peddling their miracle cars higginsville police chief cindy schroer heard about a large number of these cars being sold in her small town, her small Missouri town. And immediately she's like, this is fucking suspect. And she is so suspect of this that she, uh, at the end of 2000, she writes an incident report and sends it to Missouri's attorney general. This report went up on the desk of Todd Graves, who just so happened to be the U S attorney from Missouri's Western district, who would then turn the case over to his assistant, Dan Stewart and an, ev- an investigation was immediately launched, immediately launched, headed by the U.S. Postal Inspector Steve Hamilton and IRS fraud expert Gary Marshall. So um, now some fucking big dicks are about to swing into this scam and, and knock on some doors and ask some questions. So over the next That's two good. years, old fucking hammy boy and Marshall spent hour upon hour following the money trail. It turns out 
obviously the miracle cars didn't exist. There was a, that does yeah. that seem that right. must have taken seconds yeah, right. to figure <laughs> yeah, out. Right. Uh, hey, where are they? I don't know. Don't know. Okay. Doesn't seem Sounds like they good. exist. <laughs> yeah. And uh there was in fact no John Bowers and no estate and no probate case. But you didn't see fucking bet you didn't see that shit coming. You know, fucking real left fielder for you there. No way. Um, <laughs> so so, um, the money that they were taking was mainly being used to finance Gomez's ambition to be a, become a professional fucking gambler, a professional poker player. Uh, okay. He used, awesome. yeah, he used casinos ah, to yeah. launder the money because the holding companies, uh, the holding companies for the casinos had names that sounded like banks. So he would have Nichols wire the money to his casino accounts. He did a lot of gambling with Larry Flint. Uh, if you don't know who Larry Flint is, he's the king of porn. He owns Hustler Magazine and a bunch of other like adult video, like films and stuff That's like that. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, at first, they thought that the National Finders. Wait. What? What? Larry. Is that Larry Flint you're describing paralyzed? Uh. The American publisher, Larry Flint. He's old publisher? as shit now, dude. Hold, wait, what? Who are what Larry Flint? Are you looking at? Uh, there's this. I think this is him, dude. This guy, because I, I looked up Larry Flint and then shooting popped up. F L Y N T, right? Yeah, he was paralyzed from the waist down due to injuries sustained in a 1978 assassination attempt by serial killer Joseph Paul Franklin. For real? I didn't know that. That's, That's crazy. Yeah. That Holy is bonkers. Shit. This dude's life's crazy. Yeah, god damn. Uh cause dude, yeah, the 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 history of Larry Flint is fucking insane. Um, because like he ran like Hustler and a, a bunch of big adult magazines, and then like he like picked up Big Brother magazine, which was like Jackass. It was all the dudes from Jackass that were part of the Big Brother magazine. And he yeah, used to publish yeah. that, dude. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Um, so, uh, so at first, like I said, at first they thought that the national finders that were hired to sell these cars were the ringleaders of the whole operation and went as far as to even contact them. Uh, and that's when they found out that they were not the ringleaders, but they did tell them, they were like, Hey, you might want to stop doing this because this whole thing might be an illegal scam. The FBI went as far as to tapping their phones and monitoring their conversations. And even after the feds warned them it might be a scam, the finders were like, fucking, I don't care. And we're still peddling these cars because money, baby. Jesus. So in May 8th of 2002, a Kansas City grand jury indicted Gomez, Nichols, and Baker on 23 counts each for interstate fraud and money laundering. The whole con had generated around $21.1 million. Wow, yeah. that is so yeah. much more than I thought. Yeah, eight How point, long did this go on? Uh, around, I want to say 1997-98 to around 2002. 2002 is when they were indicted. So, Dude, they were yeah. making bang. Yeah, they were making a ton this. of fucking money. Um, so $8.6 million <sighs> of, that, of those dollars went to refunds. Uh, Gomez was arrested on June 10th. Oh, okay. Gomez. So hold on. Wait, what? What I don't understand is this goes on for years. I guess the people at the beginning are probably the ones who wanted refunds. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things like 
Yeah. Yeah. Like the new the the new buyers are gonna be all in. The old ones are gonna be like, all right, I want my refund. And when they get the refund, they're gonna be like, fucking okay, cool. See you later. I'm good. Yeah. They get their money back. No harm, no foul. Yeah. So um, Gomez was arrested on June 10th, 2002 in a casino owned by Larry Flint. Nichols surrendered himself to authorities on July 20th at his attorney's office. And Baker was uh, Baker and Conway, the two national finders, both self-surrendered to the FBI. And Conway was later added to the indictment. So on May, hold on. Sorry. Okay. In May 2nd of 2003, Conway pleaded guilty to felony tax evasion. She agreed to testify against Nichols and Gomez and was sentenced to 14 months in federal prison and ordered to pay $4.9 million in restitution. May 15th, Baker pleaded guilty to two counts of interstate fraud and returned for her testimony against Nichols and Gomez. She was sentenced to five years in prison and ordered to pay $12.5 million in restitution. Damn. It was shit. Wow. 12 million. God damn. So, yeah. So, Gomez and Nichols pleaded not guilty and took their chances with a trial in Kansas City. Uh, Wow. That dude was super, dude, that guy was super into gambling, I guess, because the max sentence he could face. He's like, oh, you're looking at a guy about to get off. Yeah, (laughs) about to get off on these odds, dude. Uh, The max sentence they could face was around 460 years in prison. So, really taking a gamble. Um, So, the trial saw multiple witnesses take the stand, people who had lost tons of money on this scam. Uh, There was even a guy that went up there and was like, yeah, I kind of figured it was a scam when I called the the national office number to talk to the head of whatever department, and I called him once, and it was this guy who clearly was an African-American, and then I called again and got connected to the same guy who now was had a Boston accent. So he was like, there it was not the same. Like, yeah, it was no. sketchy. Yeah. So Nichols even took the stand and said he was a victim of Gomez and it was all Gomez's fault. So on June 5th, 2003, both men were found guilty on all 46 counts. 23. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Rough. So. Who? That is not a man who yeah. got off. All. <laughs> <laughs> 23 of. Uh, 23 each of interstate fraud and money laundering. Gomez was sentenced to 21 years and 10 months in federal prison. Nichols, who was trying to say that Gomez, he was Gomez's victim. It was all Gomez's fault. Nichols was sentenced to 24 years and four months. Nichols got, oh, yeah. Shit. Nichols got hit with a worse sentence because he, the during the trial, the judge found out that he lied on stand uh, like seven different times during his testimony uh, <laughs> and gave him a longer sentence. Uh, Honestly, once you do one lie, you might as well. Just yeah, lie you might as well fucking get, you know, go all You're in. lying on the stand, dude. Just keep lying. And so both were ordered to pay back $12.5 million, $12. million in restitution, and Gomez was fined an additional eight point seven million dollars and that find find yeah um and that is the miracle car scam dude they got stomped in yeah, the fucking, their dicks were stomped in the dirt are they dude. alive because they're about to be out of prison i believe so they're gonna be out of prison soon especially if they only serve oh 80%. yeah that's true that is very true yeah, look him up. Sure. I'll see. I'll, uh, I'll do get some Get him on the pod. Right? Yeah, fucking... Uh, we gotta get John Hinckley Jr. on the pod. We know he's on YouTube. He's still active. Yep. We got 
Brian Matthew Cox. There's another one. Oh, a couple of the Sun Jim Gang murderers are out. I don't want them on the pod. I don't know what yeah, to talk to them about. <laughs> I uh, was thinking the same thing. Uh, they chop to, people up. They're brutal. Yeah, they're fucking. They are murderers. Uh, yeah, like straight up murderers. Not uh, even like a self defense shoot a man in the back situation. Yeah, like murderers. Classic you know? self defense misunderstanding, dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is dude crazy. Absolutely, that's a good crazy. one. I that was weird. Like I just, I don't know. It starts as like like a local you know barn ripoff kind of thing and then, and, and then they're like spreads, damn okay dude. yeah just but i just it. like couldn't believe the idea works at all yeah that's I was so like, many people fell if, for it if someone if this was like two years in you know and, and someone tells me about this i'm like what yeah why no way How does, yeah. you know, does anyone have the cars yet you know <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense two to years and, and i would imagine with new people coming in they were like yeah so-and-so just got their car and you know they love it and it's great condition or whatever but i mean yeah. he went as far as to send those letters from the toyota dealership financer so did he never procure a vehicle for anyone not that i read <laughs> not that i read you gotta at least give a couple people cars that is dude. so funny yeah. <laughs> like like he, he did not, <laughs> not an ounce of effort no, into that part did not care nah. about keeping the scam going he was like once it implodes nah. it's done i'm out I'll have millions yeah, by then. That's millions, I, and and that's the other thing. I couldn't believe the fucking scale of this. Like, it's a lot this of money. Sounds like a local scam. You know, you maybe you pull in. You know, you say you got ten cars. You could probably make like three hundred grand. That'd yeah. be crazy, but you could probably, probably do, do it. it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, twenty million fucking dollars. Insane. That is, and like rich people who have like a lot of money and the car finders. That's what's really crazy. I'm like. What the fuck? They don't know better? I mean, they probably they did. They know better? They did. They knew better. But they were making so no. much fucking money, dude. So much yeah. money. $900,000 in a uh, span of a year. They were making fucking stupid money on their yeah, finances. That's true. Yeah. Man, so. that's pretty cool. Crazy, dude. Fucking crazy. That is a crazy scam. At the end of this, let's combine all of these scam ideas in one perfect yeah, scam. Yeah, one perfect scam, dude. <laughs> what, I don't know what the heist is. Or what we're going to do, but we're going to forge something, we're going to sell a famous thing that we don't own, and we're not going to give anyone anything for their money. I think that's Absolutely not, dude. We're going to, dude, and we're going to get away with it. The thing is, with this guy, if if he only sold like 10% of the cars that he promised, 1%, it would seem so much more legitimate it would go on for, a, I think, a longer time, and I think it would make yeah. his court go a little easier because they actually kind of did something. Yeah. I don't know. that. I was like, it is insane to me that it it's, went on for three, four years with not one it's, fucking it's car sold. It's the greed, bro. It's the wanting to make as much money as possible, and... Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I reckon some of his victims were being greedy, too. Yeah. Like, I don't think... This isn't all, you know... In fact... I mean, well, I guess, like, what are they charging, like, per car, you know, or uh, yeah, how does well, that work? Well, I think, I think some of the victims, like, the NFL players were like, oh, because originally it was, it was propagated as, like, it cars for the needy. Like, you need a vehicle, you need a reliable vehicle, yeah. here you go. And then when it got, when, like, rich people got wind of it, they were like, oh, I can buy $700,000 worth of these cars and sell them for way higher of a value 
than eleven hundred dollars, and yeah, that yeah, okay. yeah, that's why they made so, so much is money. it always in increments of eleven hundred? I mean, as far as I read, it was literally like you pay them a thousand to eleven hundred dollars. But like I said, I can imagine, I can imagine as they got bigger fish, they raised those prices to get more money out of yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, cause, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's just. That is a and at the time, you know, like the internet wasn't on our phones, but no. like people had the internet. Yeah, the internet was still a thing. Why did so many dumb dumbs fall for this? I don't it's a know, dumb dude. Scheme yeah, it is. That it's- made me. I think I'm. I'm gonna look into it. Um, but it reminded me of the white ve- the white van speaker scam. I want to see if there's a history of it because that might be what I cover. Okay, that'd be. You cool. know what the speaker scam? No, selling I- speakers out of the back of a trunk. Dude, it's like it went around for years and years. It was this scam where people were selling speakers out of the back of the trunk, and I've always wondered what the history of it starting was. So I'm gonna see if I can find anything. That'd be Uh, good. But uh, otherwise, I don't really have a great idea for what I want to cover. I think, Um, but there's plenty. What are we gonna do? We'll figure twenty. We're going to twenty. What episode is this? This will be our 18th. Yeah, I guess we might as well go to twenty. I mean, we can do it. We can do it. Two episodes, too easy. Two episodes too easy. But uh, yeah, we'll see you guys fucking next week. Be safe. Oh, subscribe to Podbean. Oh, yeah. Subscribe. A bunch of people have been doing that, and we noticed. We appreciate it. Yeah. Rate, review, subscribe. uh, uh, Do all that fun stuff, and we will see you next week. Be safe. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. Love you so much. Bye bye.